listening to Loving the Snow Life with Emma and Tennille. Tennille, our mum, and Emma, her awesome friend, share deep passion for the snow. They started the podcast together to share all their experiences with you. Between them, they have skied over 95 resorts, both held ski instructor qualifications, lived and worked in resorts, and still spent every hard-earned dollar skiing. They set their lives up around snow travel, and our ski bags are always packed, ready to go. We're certainly not complaining about this, are we? No way. And even better, we get to share all the experiences. How's it going? Yeah, really well. Em, how are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. We're, we're kind of in a bit of an in-between season, between uh, Southern Hemisphere snow season and Northern Hemisphere, so we're keeping the excitement high. Yes, definitely, definitely. Well, we're just talking about what you do after the season, really, aren't we, and kind of like through it with our skis is the topic today. Yeah. Um, few- in particular. <laughs> Yeah, we've had a few questions over the season and we've seen a few things in the forums and people really enjoying getting into the sport of skiing and, and starting to buy their own equipment and not renting. And, and they're really not, the next question is really they're not sure what to do with their gear. They And also even simple things like they don't know how to carry their skis. We see some really comical stuff down at <laughs> the snow and some, some funny things on social media about carrying skis and stuff and how to store your skis and how to wax your skis in the yeah. season off season and 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 we're not we're not experts you and I are not we're not professional wax no, we're not technicians we are not ski technicians by any means but we certainly uh, have been around the traps for long enough to know what to do with our skis throughout the season and after the season how to carry them. Shall we start with that? Because, I mean, that's important. Mm. Everyone's mm-hmm. probably getting off the ski tube in Australia or out of their car or, you know, even like leaning up against the car is is an art form sometimes, you know. Mm. <laughs> but what, how, do you, how do you, what's the do's and don'ts um, for you for carrying skis? Oh, see, I'm. I'm a person that carries my skis over my shoulder, so that's a do for me. But um, you have to be really careful where you put it down when they're over your shoulder. Make sure you turn or don't turn around fast, otherwise you'll knock out a million people. But always kind of just slide it down my back and put it down vertically at the end. But, yeah, long distances, it's over my shoulder. The ski tips forward, the binding is over in front of my shoulder, and I balance one hand over the front near the ski tip to actually balance the ski. So it's quite up in the air. I don't leave it back behind me quite a bit so I can knock people out. But, yeah, so that's me. That's how I carry my skis. My kids, when they were little, I got them to hold their hands out like they were going to carry wood and I just plonked it on there and away they went with that. <laughs> and now they, now they just follow me. They're shoulder carriers. Yeah. What about you guys? Yep. No, we're the same. Um, over the shoulders, skis, pick them up over the look over the shoulder, make sure you don't hit anyone, like you say, um, put them over the shoulder with the tips facing down with the um, binding area, the foot area, um, yeah. is the weight is behind your shoulder so that the just ergonomically so that it's easy to carry. Yeah, yeah one hand. sorry, I said mine was in front, but no, it's behind it, sorry. <laughs> sorry yeah. I, I, knew, I actually knew what you meant, actually, but, but yeah, now I think it's behind. Yes, yeah. it is, and my hand balances the rest of it in front of it, yes. Yeah, that's right. So it's not. It, so it's really a light resting hand. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, like you say, very almost not vertically in the air, but a really an angle where you're your skis are, are not going to get anyone tall in the eye. 
Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the tricky bit, like you say, is getting them down where you just got to look around and just try and twist them gently. But also, um, yeah, our kids, well, I don't know what, what's going on with our kids because we would tend to be loading up the adults. Like so if my skis are over our shoulder, um, if they really can't cope with their own skis, then get another adult to kind of add their skis to my near almost vertical skis um, yeah. and then I can hand the kids the, the the poles to carry so they're kind of less less heavy. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, another thing that you've got to mention to, to beginners is that they've got brakes on the skis. So if you slide, you know, you pick them up, if you slide the skis down and one breaks on top of the other, that's an easy way to carry the mm-hmm. ski vertically. So you put you like you watch which brake goes over the top of each other, like the long levers on the side. And then you can grab the binding from the top and carry it that way. So you kind of it's locked in and you can carry it vertically in front of you. Okay. Yes. That's yeah, yeah. Two really main ways when you're an adult. Yes. Kids, kids are always across their hands, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't do anything fancy you see on Instagram like put the the skis down and loop pole straps in different ways like you're carrying luggage no time wasting (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah it's too funny but but you know and if you have got old tribal kids grab a toboggan put them all in the toboggan and drag that toboggan which is kind of what we did in japan a lot because there was a lot of snow on the roads and we had to trek to the bus stop to get to the hill a couple of times where we stayed. But, yeah, yeah, so the toboggan was super handy with lots of kids. You can't do that with adults. Obviously, they're super long. Well, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> You can also, I would say, when you're carrying your skis and everything, um, if you have the ability to wear grippy boots, not gum boots, but upright boots or something, you can and you can take, especially old, even old ones, if, um, if you're going to dump them sort of, somewhere if you don't have a locker at the bottom of the hill but you can put your ski boots get the velcro straps and velcro them together and chuck them around your neck yeah 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 I do that well I often just chuck it over my other shoulder so I've got the ski on one and my boots on the other so then I've always got my hands a bit free Mm -hmm. you know in case I drop my phone often (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> taking photos as I'm walking across a bridge at Berisha going, oh, my God, that's amazing. Oh, God, there goes my phone, but no. <laughs> no yeah, it is true. The, no one thinks about putting those straps together in boots and they, that is the most handiest carry thing ever. I love that. That's a good, mm. yeah, good option. Good option for the boots. What about um, like during the season, you know, like if you if you're just a – ski that's going to go down three times a year are you going to wax your skis every time you go before you go before the no um i waxing is a real um subculture within the snow industry and that is that some people just love to do it it's really relaxing or something apparently um my husband really enjoys to do it and you know there's a bit of talk about you know and they like the traditional you know getting out the the iron and you know thinking about the wax and everything that's not me so I don't I don't manage the waxing side at all um but our skis will kind of get waxed maybe once what beginning of the season yeah um, and then if we're really hammering them maybe again 
if yeah. they feel dry, if they sort of feel underneath like you're not moving on the snow. Yeah, well, that's the right. snow conditions too. Like it, when you hit spring kind of, you know, in September in Australia or March in overseas, it's, yeah, it slows up a bit. So you do need a different type of wax for that. Like, And then just technically you do need, when you're in the Northern Hemisphere and you are hitting minus 20s, you do actually need a different wax for that as well on your ski so kind of jumped around a bit there sorry but um <laughs> well yeah. I think that's a little bit it's a little it's comparable to the surf culture that you do need different wax in different temperature water and it's the yeah. same as the snow that you different things require different wax so um mm-hmm. but if you know if that does if, if it's not an interest that's something you want to look into more um I would recommend just getting them professionally done because there's heaps of ski shops around that can do a great job so many and you know what and you should ask your ski instructor if you're at a resort because they often know the best kind of technician in town for a snowboard or for a ski there's different technicians have different like ideas of what they would like to do on the edging especially like the edging is kind of like a whole nother world whether you want it a really sharp edge or you just want a soft edge so there's lots of so lots of technical stuff that you can talk about, but we're just doing basic today yeah, <laughs> yeah. because otherwise we get lost down that hole yeah. that we love, Emma. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, and, you know, like some people some people love it, so I kind of leave it up to them because it's not. I I like doing other things, so, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I would say at the end of the season we make sure our skis are dry, like even towel dry if, if they're straight sort of off the slopes and you want to store it straight away, we towel dry it and just leave it out. So otherwise, you, the next time you get around to skiing, the edges can be um, rusty. Yeah, 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 so. especially live in beach beach areas too. They rust up fairly fast on the beaches, which mm-hmm. is Queenslanders and northern beaches, I guess, a lot of places everywhere, really, Cronulla, anywhere close to the beach. <laughs> I've noticed if you don't do the proper thing at the end of the season. So do you, so we, our family, when we leave the snow, we take it to the technician down there or when we leave Australia we take it to the technician down there and wax it there and we leave it in our ski bag and that's it in Canada Darren my hubby he loves it he does it himself over there and we leave the wax on for the whole time until we get back to Canada and we put it in our ski bag and then we come back and scrape scrape the wax off before Mm. we start and then um, he'll put another layer on before we go depending on the temperature when we get outside so but, yeah, it's definitely worth having your ski waxed and leave it on it until the next time you ski. Mm-hmm. And where do you place your skis at during seasons? Uh, well, in the off-season, if we know we're not skiing for a while, if we're 100% sure know that they're dry, we will just put them under the beds. Just oh, yeah. because we're like um, storage um, deficit. Uh, yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but um during this during the season yeah we do store them under the bed still but we just the main thing is to make sure they're dry yep yep do you you put wax on them when you leave their resort no not at the end of the not not at the end of the ski season we more just do it preemptively for the you know when we go righto ready to go tomorrow yeah it's funny hey it's a thing that darren's always done a thing that some people do some people don't yeah i like it because I don't know. It's just what I've always done. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Makes, and then when I get there, I go, "Oh, okay, radio. They're ready to go." Like, or I have to, yeah, yeah. I I find it a little bit satisfying, like doing the wax off 
Yeah. It's like almost a little bit of a ritual to the start of my ski season. Yeah. Take yeah. it off and then I'm like, okay, ready, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm really funny about my edges though. I don't like sharpening my edges too much, which is weird because I love a sharp ski and I love to carve. Yeah. But I always think, oh, my gosh, if I do it, it's going to catch an edge because sometimes, you know, your edges can, they can do it too much and one's weird and you kind of catch it on the snow or you kind of, you know, I mean, that's getting a bit into the technical side of it now. But, um, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit funny with my edges. I like to I like to keep them the same for like two years and then mm. brave it and get them edged again. Mm. I often you'll often see me with the ski with my pole. Like if I get it done and I'm like kind of beveling them down a bit because <laughs> it's sharp. <laughs> it's like, wow, who's that lunatic? No. <laughs> I think if people are just coming off um rentals and it doesn't sound like something they really want to get into, um maybe just there's plenty of great technicians around. Just get them professionally done. Yeah, hundred percent, and that you know, and they are really good. So there's you can get the iron wax, or you can get the machine wax. Mm. So yeah. when you just want a quick one and you're not sliding, and you're on your rentals, pay for that machine. <laughs> It'll last probably like four runs, but it'll get you going and you'll be ready to go. Um, your iron wax again takes time and costs a lot more money. So it's mm. if it's if your skis are in a little bit of disrepair that you get that kind of iron wax, you know, or or you're like, oh, okay, they really need it, they're really dry. You can tell that your base is dry on your ski because it's quite, like, white <laughs> compared to the black base. Mm. Although snowboards have white bases too now, don't they? You can look at it mm. and just see that it's drier. You can tell where skis are not borders because we're, like. <laughs> yeah, I know, hey. Like, like, I think, was a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, for what it's worth, there are very, very simple tips for carry storage care and yep just for next season yeah yep, definitely enjoy it enjoy it get on it <laughs> guys thanks for listening to loving the snow life with emma and Tanil. if you've learned a handy tip or two then happy days to catch all our episodes subscribe on itunes it's free head over to www lovingthesnowlife.com.au for more info and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Loving the Snow Life. If you have any suggestions for topics or guests, then email us on our website. Thanks to everyone who leaves a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to share our episodes on your social media.